Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. to teach some of the greatest things they ever taught was this is that he did something he said you know what i want you to come up on the side of a mountain now when i'm talking about the side of a mountain i'm talking like stone mountain how many of you've ever climbed stone mountain let me see here you've walked up stone mountain okay so a lot of us have and so there's a trail that you can walk up stone mountain and so that's exactly what jesus did was he said we're going to go up the mountain and the crowds were huge following and, and guess what the higher he walked up the mountain the higher he walked up the mountain, the fewer the people that came with him. And so here's the lesson. Here it is. Listen. If you're going to get the good stuff, it takes a little effort. Amen. Right? Amen. Because that lesson that he taught was called the Sermon on the Mount. It is the best teaching of Jesus. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And that he was teaching about blessed are you when. And he went through about ten things. And then he said he taught the Lord's Prayer during that teaching. And then he finishes up that teaching, and right before he comes back down the mountain, the greatest teaching he ever said, then he finished up with these words that I want you to remember today. He said this. He said, listen, now I want to tell you, he said, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Remember, they're standing on the mountain, built his house on the rock. And he said this. He said, the rains came down, the winds blew, and the streams rose, but that house stood. He said, but every person who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice is like a foolish person who built their house on the sand. And the rains came, the winds blew, and the, and, and the streams rose, and it washed that house away. Okay, so here's what he's saying. The key, the key to your life getting better is practicing God's word. He said, I just taught you all this stuff. He said, I just taught you, this great, I just taught you all this great stuff, but the key... To your life getting better is putting it into practice. And so here's three words I want you to remember today. You ready? I'm going to give them to you, then we're going to say them together. You ready? It's learn, practice, change. Let's say those three words together. You ready? Come on. Learn, practice, change. So, so listen, you want to get better. I'm thinking that you want to get better, your life to get better. Well, listen, today you can learn. I'm going to teach you some things that, that you can learn, but it's up to you to practice. Then you can change. And notice he said it's practice, puts his word into practice, because we are practicing God's word. We don't always get it right, do we? Amen. All right. So listen, my name's Jeff. I'm your friend, okay? I'm just as messed up as you are. <laughs> hey, now, now you're not giving too many amens on that. <laughs> but I'm just as jacked up as you are, right? But what we're learning together is we're learning to put it into practice. So today, we're, we're continuing our series called One Month to Live. And we're saying if we had one month to live, how would our lives change for the better? And, we, and today, I want to, we're going to go into this topic that I want to share with you. It's called How to Love Completely. You have an outline right there, and you can follow along with me. How to Love Completely. That's what we're going to learn, how to love completely. So, if you're going to take out your outline, let's get started right now because we're going to learn, practice, and change, all right? So, the first thing I would tell you, if we're going to learn to love completely, how to love completely, the first thing is this. Would you write this down? Is accept them completely accept them completely now i'm talking about your family your friends the people that you're close to okay that you want to love completely 
that there's some people in your life you don't want to love completely, right? There's some people you just like, get, get away from me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want... But the people that you want to love completely, this is what you do. So, the first thing I would tell you is this, is in learning to love completely is this, is stop trying to change them. The people that are closest to you, one of the things that you're going to do, you see, when you first met them, you're like, oh, they're the greatest person in the whole world. They're awesome, right? And then you get to know them, you're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> right? Look what the Bible says. Now, in 1 Corinthians, it's, it's called the love chapter, right? And, and we really hear this a lot at weddings, but I'm going to give you a couple, one verse, and look what it says. Look what the Bible says. Remember, Jesus has it right. The God has it right. Look what he says. He said, love is what? And love is? Kind. Would you agree with me that kind people are usually patient? Would you agree with that? And people that are impatient usually are unkind. Would you agree with that? And so look what Jesus, he goes on, look what the, he said, the Bible says. He says, it, it does not envy, which means jealous. It's not jealous. Remember, jealousy is selfishness. You agree with that? Then he says, it does not boast now, you know what boast means? It means, look at me, look at me, look at me. I want to be the center of attention. Look at me. Then, the, then he says, it is not why. And you know what that means? That means, do it like me. In other words, it's all about me. Je envy, jealousy, you know, boasting's about me, proud's about me. And so he's saying this. Love is patient and love is kind, but it's unloving to be jealous. It's unloving to be boastful and it's unloving to be proud, Right? Because that makes it all about you. And so this is what I want to tell you. You want to know what the red flag is to knowing that when you're, when you're, the red flag of selfishness is, you want to know what that is? The red flag of selfishness is impatience. Whenever I'm becoming impatient is a sign that, hey, I may be being selfish. Oh, how about that? Everybody just say, oh, me. Oh, you didn't say that loud. You're scared, aren't you? Let's try it again. You ready? Oh, me. That's right, because I just, that just touched you deep, didn't it? Touched me. I know that. And so, you know, what I want to share with you is this, is that when we meet people, we see that 80%. We see, like, man, they're great people, good people, 80%. We, like, love 80%. But there's 20% of every relationship, the people that you're close to, that's going to annoy you. Right? I mean, like, you just think about your friends, like, you know, the 80%, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 oh, they're so great, but there's 20%, it's like, oh, and you're tempted to try to change that 20%. Now, listen, Rhonda and I are prime example with my wife, Rhonda. We got married, you know, and I saw the 80%, I'm like, focus on 80%, and then we got married. And then all of a sudden, I started seeing the 20%. And that's all I saw. So, like, I'm a very outgoing kind of person. You know, I don't, I don't meet strangers. It's like, hey, how are you doing? I just, you know, how's your mama now? You know, whatever. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm that kind of guy. But Rhonda's not. She's very, you know, um, she's an introvert. And so, like, when we first got married, we lived in a small town. And I would see some people's cars in our yard. And I'm like, hey, we're going to go see so-and-so. And I just pulled around their driveway. Never, not, never ask, never call, you know, say, no, I just pulled in. Like, we're going to see them. She's like, no. I'm like, what's wrong with you? This is just the way we roll. No, we don't. I mean, you know, like, and, and, and like, me, you know, I don't, I'm not afraid to ask people for anything, but we would go in a restaurant and Rhonda would not even ask people for ketchup. 
she just, you know, she just doesn't want to, you know, she just doesn't want to mess with anybody or whatever. I'm like, listen, it's their job. <laughs> and so she's just, she's so introverted and I was so extroverted. And so it was like oil and water coming together. And so for 10 years, I tried to change her. And I want to tell you something. I tried to focus on that 20%. It almost destroyed our relationship, our marriage. Our marriage got better. We went, our relationship went up when I stopped trying to change her. That's right. And she said, oh, thank you. you know, and then we got better. So if you focus on the 20%, you're going to be, it's going to be trouble. Now, let me just tell you this. So here's the deal. Is that you live for the 80% and you just tolerate the 20%, right? <laughs> you tolerate it. You just go and say, you know, I'm going to tolerate that. Unless the 20% is immoral or abusive. Now, if it's immoral or abusive, then don't tolerate it, right? But you just said, you know, that's the way they are. And so now, you know what? I'm like, uh, you know, that's just the way she is. And she's like, well, that's just the way Jeff is, you know, and it's going to be all right. And we've learned to get along a lot better. Now, I want to share this with you that we have a, uh, a, a marriage conference coming up that's on. You can uh, get the information on the back of your connection card. If you just check the box, we'll send you information. It's called the EXO Conference. And you say, you know what? Well, my relationship's great. Well, good. Let's keep it great. So how do you keep it great? You learn, you practice, and then you change. Now listen, you can't get better until you know better, right? We said SEC, you can't do better or be better until you know better. And a lot of my problem was I didn't know better. See, everybody in my family were extroverts. And so I thought Rhonda was just an alien. <laughs> I was like, oh, and, and she thought I was a, um, I can't say what she thought I was. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And so, but I had to learn and she's learned. And that's what's kept us going is that we keep learning. You don't just get it. When you say I do, or listen, not even just in marriage, but as a single person or, or you know, or trying to love your parents or trying to love your children or trying to love, you know, be with your coworkers or whatever, it just takes a lot of learning. And so I want to challenge you to do that. Okay, the second thing is this. The second thing, how to love completely, would you write this down, is fight right. Can we just go ahead and accept the fact that all of us are going to fight with people that we're close to? And listen, I mean, like, you cannot, you cannot be close to, uh, you know, anyone and not have disagreements. So that's why, listen, you don't know someone until you work with them or live with them. Am I right about that? You're like, okay, you know what, oh, hey, I, you, all of a sudden when you got, when you, uh, you know, when you went to work on that job, they were the coolest person while they were interviewing you, Right? But all of a sudden, you step in the room, you start working with like, whoa, I didn't know this. And then you get married, right? Like, oh, they were so great while we were dating. They helped me do all of this stuff. But then you get married, like, they don't want to help you do nothing. <laughs> and, and so I'm just saying, you know, we really learn. And so in families, that's why it's important to learn that, listen, we have to, we have to learn to, um, to fight right because we're going to have fights. Now, I want to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you the first one. I'll tell you this. So here's the first bullet point. Would you fill this in? If you're going to fight right, the first thing you got to do is guard your mouth. Oh, boy. Yeah, I hear the groans and the moans. Yeah, guard your mouth. Everyone in the upper room, guard your mouth. Now, watch this. The first thing a fighter does, a boxer does, or, or say, should say the last thing before he begins a fight, is, a, you know, the boxers get in a room, they go in there, and, the, and the, uh, the, guy, the referee tells them to come together, touch your gloves together, then they go back in their corner over there, and they put their mouthpiece in, they guard their mouth guard, right, to guard their mouth. That's what they do before they start the fight. And so I want to tell you that's the first rule is to guard your mouth. Now, if you've been around SEC long, you know that I have a problem with this. 
Yeah, yeah, many of you know. You're laughing, right? You, I know you, yeah. Well, I was at the gym uh, last week, and uh, again, my mouth, uh, I did not guard it. And so this guy was over there punching the punching bags. You know, he's doing all this stuff. And he's working out really hard, punching. And I can tell he's getting ready to, to go box a match or whatever. So he walks by me, and I say, hey, man, don't you know? I put my fist up like this. I said, you know what? Don't mess with me because I watched Rocky last night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now listen. Look at me. Look at, <laughs> look at me. I mean, would, you, would that, would, I wouldn't intimidate a fly, right? And here he is, he's a big boxer, you know, he's, he's like, just, he's, I said, don't mess with me, I watched Rocky last night, and, and he didn't laugh. He said, I, I ain't messing with nobody, I ain't messing with you, you want to mess with me? I'm like, whoa, whoa, bro, whoa, whoa, we are good. No, no, I do not want to mess with you. No, you are cool, can I buy you a, co a Coke or something, you know? Seriously, I mean, he, I almost come here beat up today. I'm not kidding. I mean, he got a little irritated. Maybe it was adrenaline, you know, from all that. I don't know, but he, he got upset. So guard your mouth. Now look what the Bible says. James 1 and 19. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be what? Great to and? Slow to speak. And? Slow to okay, do you see the order? Now this is the Bible. This is, this is what God figured this out a long time ago. If you want to get along, then the first thing you got to do is guard your mouth by being quick to listen. Now, here's an indicator that God wants you to listen twice as much as you talk is he gave you two ears and one mouth. Amen. Two ears and one mouth. So we should listen more than we talk. And so I want you to understand that, all right? So he goes on and says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and then you slow to what? So here's the deal. If you hadn't said half as much as you said, you wouldn't have the, you wouldn't have the argument and the fight, and you wouldn't have to live with it so long, the, the consequences of that. And so this is something that I've discovered here is that most people, most people want to be listened to before they listen to you. Did you hear that? And what that means is this. See, I thought, okay, I, heard, I used to hear this teaching. I read this verse in the Bible a long time ago, and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to listen. And so what I, what I did was this is I said, I'm going to listen. And so when Rhonda would say something, I would, I would hear, you know, I wouldn't say anything, but just because I wasn't saying anything didn't mean I was listening. Because I was preparing my argument. I was preparing my closing statement. And so when she, you know, I was letting her, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the whole time I'm going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm like, no, uh -huh. And as soon as she said, you know, she took that, she stopped talking. I said, well, let me tell you. Right? And then I went back and like, brr, 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 you know. And she's like, Jeff, I can never win with you. I said, that's right, because I'm that good. And she said, yeah, you're sleeping on the sofa again. <laughs> Listen, you, you, can win, you can win the argument and lose the war. Amen. And so what I'm saying is that, listen, when, when you're listening to someone, it means this, is that you listen to them and then you say, you know what? So what you're saying to me is, and they say, when they say that's right, then you know, they feel heard. And at that point, you can move into what you want to say. And then, then that's, the, that's the way that it begins to work better. Okay, so it boils down to that, what that great theologian said, Kenny Rogers. You've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Right? Know when to walk away and know when to run. All right, some of you know what I'm talking about. Okay, look at the next thing. Fight right. So attack the problem and not the person. Would you write that down? 
Attack the problem and not the person. Now again, look what the Bible says. It has the answers, okay? What you've been looking for is right in God's word. It says this. By speaking the truth in the spirit of what? Okay, now, so look what happens when we speak the truth in the spirit of love. Let's read those words that are online. You ready? Come on. We must grow up. Oh, boy. When we learn to tell the truth when we're in the middle of a fight instead of lying. He said we must grow up in every way to become Christ, like Christ, okay? So most people fight over stuff that's not the real issue. Like this. Like, ladies, listen. You know what? If your husband has left his socks in the floor... The issue, I find out that that's really not the issue because sometimes you, you'll let him have it all this Why do you leave your socks in the floor? Why are you doing that? And it's like, whoa, man, that's all. That's, why are you owe me so bad? Well, you never pick your socks up. But the real issue was is that he forgot your anniversary. <laughs> See, that's the real issue. The real issue is that he forgot your anniversary. So you don't want to, so you're, you're ticked off and you're fighting over socks when you're, because you're not talking about the real thing, right? Now, guys, listen, some of you, you know, uh, your wife's been off with her BFF shopping, and she's been come home 30 minutes later, and she says she's going to, and you just let her have it. Why are you always late? Why are you always doing this? Blah, 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 blah. But the real issue is this, is that last night you felt romantic, and she said, not tonight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Can you handle the truth? So that was a real issue, but, oh, we ain't talking about that, right? No, you always gone. You always this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the real issue was, you know, that. And so what I'm trying to tell you is this, is that long as you keep fighting the little things that are not the real issue, you'll never, ever get better because you'll never talk about the real stuff. And it's the real stuff that's going to keep being the problem, right? Yeah, he might, he might pick his socks up and you know what, but still that didn't solve the problem. And she might come home a little bit earlier, but that didn't solve the problem because you can talk about the real stuff. And people keep repeating what they don't know, right? If you don't know, if you don't know what the issue is, you can't, you can't stop doing it, right? And so let, let's speak the truth. And here's what I'm going to tell you is that, you know what? Relationships cannot grow as long as lies are being told. And when you don't speak the truth and you make everything else a battle except for what really is the battle, then you're lying. And so how can you expect them to get better when you're lying to them? Oh, it's the socks. It wasn't the socks. You lied. It wasn't the socks. It was the anniversary. All right, guys, I'll just leave the other one alone, all right? Okay, so here's what I'm going to tell you. You have a connection card there. On the back of it, here's the next step. Listen, why don't you check the box because the box does something to help you remember. It says this. It says, I will ask myself before speaking, what will be accomplished, who will be wounded? What will be accomplished and who will be wounded? That's the question that we got to ask that will save us a lot of problems. Okay, look at the next thing with me. So the next bullet point is this, to fight right, is don't drag the past problem into the present, into your present. Don't drag the past problem into your present. Oh, you know... You, you heard the, the couple that come and talk to their, their counselor, and they were upset with each other, and they got right in the middle of, of, of this counseling session, and, and the guy just couldn't take it anymore. He said, sir, he said, I just got to tell you, every time that we try to have a discussion, my wife, she gets historical. He says, well, he says, yeah, she gets historical. He said, 
the counselor says, I think you mean hysterical. She, he said, no, 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 no. She gets historical. She brings up everything I've ever done. <laughs> Here's what I want to tell you. Watch this. Watch this. When you keep bringing up the past, when you get historical, other people get hysterical. Amen. When you get historical, that makes other people hysterical. And so you have to understand that you can't keep bringing up the past. When I was a kid, uh, I was playing in the woods and I gashed my leg uh, open. And so I had to go get stitches. I got about 10 or 15 stitches in my leg. I still have the scar on my leg. And, and you know, so they sewed my leg up really well. And, it, uh, and so the doctor said, now listen, you got to take it easy on that leg. I said, okay. And so, I, I don't know, 10 or 12 years old, what am I? You know, I'm a little kid. So I go, I go, go play with all my buddies or whatever, and guess what? I bust that wound back open. I go back to the doctor. They have to cut those stitches and because it's busted open. They have to restitch it. And the doctor told me this. He said, listen, if you keep opening up that old wound, it's never going to heal. Let me tell you something. If you keep opening up that wound, it's never going to heal. Some of you, that stuff in the past that's been in the past, it, can, it keeps getting in the future because you keep bringing it up. And it's never going to heal. Listen, another thing he told me this, he said, listen, if that wound doesn't close up, if it doesn't heal, it's going to get infected. And if it gets bad infected, guess what? You're going to lose your leg. I'm like, no more monkey bars for me, baby. I want my leg, right? And here's what I want to tell you. And listen, if you keep opening that wound up from the past, it's going to get infected. And he wants you to know is that you're going to lose that relationship if you keep doing that. And so, so we have to understand that we cannot keep opening up the wound. Let the past be gone. Okay, remember we said we're going to learn, practice, and change. Let's say those words. You ready? Come on. Learn, practice, and change. So right now, I've already given you a boatload of stuff already, right? So, here's the, so you're learning right now. Now the question is, are you going to practice? And so you've got to make up your mind right now because you'll never see the change before you practice, right? You'll keep repeating. Okay, now the third thing is this. I would like to share with you how to love completely is this, is forgive often, forgive often, forgive often. Oh, the Bible has the answer again. Look what it says here. Colossians 3 and 13, uh, look what it says. Let's read that what's underlined, that first phrase. You ready? Come on. Bear with each other. Okay, listen, he's talking about bear with your mom and daddy. Bear with your parents, bear with your spouse, bear with your children because they're going to offend you, right? They're going to do things that you don't like them to do. He said, bear with them and what? Forgive each other. If someone does wrong to you, forgive that person. Why? Let's read. Ready? Because the Lord forgave you. Now, here's what I want you to know. Forgiveness is not forgetting. I hear so many people say, you know, I just can't forgive them. I can't forget what they've done. I can't forgive them. Forgiveness is not forgetting. If I could forget, I would not need to forgive. If I, if, I just, if I just forgot it, I mean, like, if it just left my mind, if I could forget it, then I wouldn't need to forgive it, right? Because I wouldn't remember it anymore. It's when I remember it that i got to forgive. And, and so understand, so forgiveness is not forgetting. It's just not forgetting. Here's what I want you to know. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is letting go of the desire to get even with them or want harm to come their way. That's what forgiveness is. Now, some of you sitting there, well, you know what? I don't forget. I don't, I don't have this problem forgiving anybody. Oh, yeah, right? The people that you don't like, you're wishing their kid don't make the soccer team. <laughs> you know, they've been, their kid's been on a roll since, you know, kindergarten, you know, and you say, I hope they get an F. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Ladies, don't be looking at me like that. Not me. Yeah, you. And guys, you, you know. 
And so what I want to say is that we have to let go of that. Learn to let go of that. And it's hard to let go of it, isn't it? Because I don't know about you, but I was raised. My name's Jeff. I'm your friend. I was raised. If somebody hits me, hit them back. That's right. That's why when that guy said, you know, I ain't messing with you. With you. I'm like, there's something inside of me. He said, oh, yeah, come on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's a lot bigger than me. Yeah. But, you know, there's something inside of me, seriously, you know, and in the parts of the Bible, I'm still practicing like I don't have it down. You know, the Bible says if someone hits you on one cheek, turn the other one. I haven't got there yet. Amen. Oh, you have. Oh, not me. I mean, like, don't try that with me because I'm not sure. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Are you? I'm just not sure what would happen. I don't know. You know, I just don't know what would happen. I don't know. I mean, I would probably kick you in the kneecap and run or something. I don't know. And so what I'm trying to say here is that we have to be careful on this forgiveness thing. We have to learn to forgive. Because the scripture says this. Again, look what he says. The last part of that, he says, forgive each other. And then the last part says, because the Lord forgave you. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you is that years ago, I had a, a, a man who was in our church 20 years ago, 20 years ago. Our church was really small. I mean, matter of fact, it was about the size of this room that we're in. And so we didn't have three services in. We just had one, and there wasn't a lot of people in it. But this guy just, I mean, he didn't like me. He told me, and this, he wrote me a letter and told me he didn't like me, told me he didn't, he didn't, he didn't like my mama because she had me, and all this, kind of, all this kind of stuff. I mean, he just ripped me up good. And so, you know, so here I was back then. I thought, you know, I got to be the holy man. I got to be the, I'm the pastor. You are the pastor. I'm like, I don't want to be right now. Amen. You know? And so anyways, I go and I'm like, I call him up and say, listen, I got your letter. And, uh, you know, apparently you have some concerns. And, and so he went on and I said, well, listen, hey, it's, it's not that big a deal. He's like, well, I'm never coming back to your church. I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, oh, Really? No, I was like, you know, I said, well, I hate to, you know, I hate to hear that, blah, blah. And I said, listen, I just want you to know I I forgive you. And I need you to forgive me. If I've offended you, you need to forgive me. And sure enough, you know, like the time we got off the phone, it's like, okay, we're all good or whatever. But, you know, he says, well, you know, I'm just not coming back to your church, but we're good. And so I kept the letter because I thought if that jerk ever comes back (laughs) and he starts his stuff again, I'm going to get this letter out. I'm going to put in a paper. You know, I'm going to. I like, man, I'm, I'm, I got this. I'm holding this as evidence that he's a jerk. If he ever comes back again, you know, you know what? As long as I held that letter, I can never forgive him. And here's the problem with that. Watch this. You see, as long as, as long as, see, when here, bitterness comes in the picture. When you refuse to forgive, then that's when bitterness comes in. And when bitterness comes in, brokenness comes in. Watch what happens is this is that, see, a part of my heart was, was consumed by that guy. And so I could never love Rhonda fully with 100% of my heart because 30% of it was occupied with bitterness. See what I'm talking about? You can, never, you can never love the people in your life that you want to love wholeheartedly as long as you've got bitterness against somebody else. Because they, they captivate, you know. So here's what happens. Sometimes the aggravation that you face, that when you think about them, you take it out on the people that you're trying to love the most. Oh, am I talking to anybody? You, you hear what I'm saying? And some of you, you've been letting some people, you've been letting the wrong person have it. And what you need to do instead of letting somebody have it, you need to let it go. 
You're never going to get better. Until you let go of the bitterness, you're never going to get better. So here's a choice. It's either bitterness or better. You either get bitter or better. You can't have both. And at SEC, we said, you know what? We're an opportunity for a better life. Well, you're never going to get better until you let go of bitterness. It's going to help you. And I want to challenge you to do that. I want to challenge you to let go of the bitterness. So the last part said, because the Lord forgave you. Here's what I want to tell you. Forgive like a forgiven person. Forgive like a forgiven person. And you see, that's why being a, being a Christian, being a child of God is so important. You know why? Because God has forgiven me of a lot. Has God forgiven you of anything? And some of you here today, you know what? And you're not a Christ follower. You're like, you know, I know about Jesus, but I'm not really following Jesus. Well, I want to tell you something. The reason you need to, because you need to be forgiven, because you're never going to be able to, you cannot give what you do not have. And if you, when you receive forgiveness, then you can give forgiveness. And so right now, there's a prayer inside of your program. It's called the prayer to become a Christ follower. It's there for you. Don't just read it. Say, God, this is me. I need it. Not just reading it, but I need it. And the way that you do that is, is you pray that prayer. You read it and say, God, that's me. And then on the back of this card, you just check the box. It says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. Why? So we can pray for you. Because that's a big decision. Forgive, and forgive like a forgiven person. Okay, remember we said we're going to learn, practice, and Let's say it together. You ready? Come on. Learn, practice, and change. Learn, practice, and change. That's what we do. Okay, so I've given you some things already. You've learned already. Now we have to practice, all right? The fourth thing is this. How do you love completely is this. How do you love completely? Number four is express gratitude. Express gratitude. Would you agree with me that the people that are the most happy are the most grateful people? Would you agree with that? I mean, the people that are, that are they're, they're just most grateful and, and they're just happy. And so that's the secret of happiness is being grateful. It's being grateful. Look what the Bible says. I put this verse in our outline at least once a month because it's something that helps me. And look what it says. First Thessalonians says this. Rejoice when? Always. Always. Pray how? Give thanks what? In all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, again, going back to that give thanks in all circumstances, we don't give thanks for all circumstances, do we? Because some things we go through is bad. But while we're in the middle of that bad, God is still good, right? He's still good. He's still good. Now, here's what, oh, this is so good. Listen, when you keep counting everybody else's blessings, you become hateful. It's only when you count your own blessings that you become grateful. Oh, let me, let me say that again. When you count everybody else's blessings... You become hateful, but when you count your own blessings, then you become grateful. I'm grateful. Now, my question to you is this. Whose blessings are you counting? You know, what? we look at everybody else's family and say, oh, you know, if I could just have what they have, I just have what they have. We look at what their job is. Oh, if I could just have the job they have, I just have that. You know, we look at their, their, their things that they have, their car, their house, whatever. If I could just have that, if I could just have that, their phone. Oh, if I could just have that phone. You know what I'm saying? That's sort of the 21st century right there, isn't it? Yeah, I started to pull my phone out, but you'd laugh at it. Let me ask you a question. Are you grateful? You see, unexpressed gratitude is not gratitude at all. When's the last time that you've told somebody that you love thank you? You know, listen, 
When's the last time, when's the last time that you know you looked at your mom and dad? You said, well, Pastor Jeff, you just don't know my mom and dad. Well, let me tell you something. They did something good because you're here. Amen. Something good. When's the last time you said, I just want to say thank you? When's, when's the last time that you, you looked at your spouse and you just said, you know, I just want to say thank you? When's the last time that you looked at, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend? Hey, they still hanging with you. They must be all right. Amen. Thank you. Amen. They're putting up with your 20%. Amen. Right? Amen. Thank you. When is the last time that you told your boss, thank you for this job? Thank you. You know what? It's hard to love a job that you keep talking about how much you hate. When's the last time you told them that? When's the last time? See, it's not until you become grateful that love begins to grow. You know, um, it's amazing with children. It's something that we teach our children, right? I mean, like, it's amazing to me. If you ever went up to, to a child, you know, and they were there with their parents, and you gave them something, you know, you just, you gave them a gift or whatever, and what does the, what does the parent make the child do? What does the parent do? The parent says, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Thank you. Thank you. We teach them that, right? You ever went up, like, I went up to, to um, a, a, a couple that had a small baby. I mean, like, the baby wasn't talking yet. I mean, like, I'm talking about six or eight months old. I pulled out a dollar out of my pocket. I said, listen, I have no idea what this child likes, but I want you to go get them their favorite candy, their lollipop or whatever that they can lick. I said, because your baby's so beautiful, I want you to take that, and I just take it, and I stuff it right there, you know, right where they hold the baby, right between his little arm and their body. And, and, and they look at the baby. You know what they say? They say, what do you say? What do you say? I'm like, yeah, what are you saying? They say, you say, say thank you. They're telling us, say thank you. What do you say? God Almighty, who has loved you completely, who knows all your junk. Listen, God knows about you what nobody else knows about you. And he still loves you. Let me tell you something. If you knew everything that went through my mind, you might not like me. And if I knew everything that went through your mind, I'd probably run. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you tracking with me? I mean, there's things that go through my mind that aren't right. And there's things about me I don't like. And there's things about you I'm sure you don't like. And you know, some of those things I can keep to myself. But God knows them. And He loves me anyway. And He loves you anyway. Would you stand with me? A bell is not a bell until you ring it. A song is not a song until you sing it. And love is not love until you give it away. Now I want to ask you something. What do you say to a God who loves you, who never stops loving you, who is always with you? What do you say? What do you say to a God who forgives you of your sin every time? He never turns his back on you. When other people walk out of your life, he's still there. What do you say? Thank you. 
What do you say to a God who was with you every night when you was lying awake at night wondering how this was going to turn out? You know, how would this relationship work out? How would this job go? And when everything was seemed to be falling apart in your life and you're, you're, you're cringing and you're praying and he's never left you or left, he's never left you. He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. What do you say to a God like that? Thank you. Thank you. I want you to, when's the last time that you genuinely said, thank you, God? I love you. Thank you, God. You've loved me completely. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.